Hello everyone and welcome to the Edward White Audio Thoughts. In today's episode I speak to a guy called Alex Demerall who owns Goldilocks Coaching. In today's episode we look at various different aspects from improving your sleep to improving your mental cognition. Um, we cover a wide range of aspects and I really think you're going to find this episode useful looking at improving your own life and the ways that you can do that. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you have any comments, again, leave them down below and that would mean so much. Enjoy the Edward White Audio Thoughts with my conversation with Alex Demerall. Okay, um, hello everyone and welcome to the Edward White Audio Thoughts. In today's episode, I'm speaking to Alex Demerall, who is the founder of Goldilocks. Um, Right. I'm going to start just like jumping in there straight away. So yep. what would you say is the most important thing someone could do to change their lives? Sleep more. Okay. And not as in more, as in when we say more, we mean more quality. Because people say mm -hmm. so many times when we people come to us and try and improve their health. And one of the first questions I ask is like, how would you sleep? <clears throat> mm. And they'll say, I sleep really good. I sleep eight hours. And like, <laughs> I have a track, like an aura ring or something. And mm. like, no. So then it's like, well, how can you categorically say you're sleeping good mm. if you're not tracking it? It's like having money in the bank and then saying, I've got X amount in the bank without having a look at your um, statement, right? Mm. Uh, or, or, or your balance. So for me, I feel like we're living in a modern day society thanks to the invention of the light bulb. People's sleep is not as good as it used to be. And, and, and self-reporting that I sleep good is not good enough. Like we need data mm. because data allows you to see, are you a restless sleeper? Is your REM sleep or deep sleep not where it should be? Um, mm. You know, these kind of things, which all contribute towards, if you could put sleep in a pill form, it'd be the world's best selling supplement. Yeah. Yeah. It would be labeled as like the most potent steroid there is. And it's free, but we just don't do it because it's, it's quite difficult with laptops, Netflix, mm. the way we live our lives, right? So I think the Why do you think thing, people don't do it? It's, uh, well, I think it's, it's two part. I think the first part is, we are quite, we, we are, we are pain of us and, and, and we, we gravitate towards pleasure. So mm. if you look at in the evening, you've got your phone in one hand, which you could, mm -hmm. could argue is like part of you now in terms of like the first step towards becoming a cyborg. Your phone is never leaving you by your side. If you, if you miss your phone, it's like losing mm. a limb. You have like a mini heart attack. <laughs> you do that a little dance that you do yeah. to check for it. Um, so you, you've got that aspect in which why would you want to go to bed on time when you've got a plethora of options of YouTube, Netflix, mm. Instagram, in instant dopaminergic responses all in the palm of your hand? Why would mm. you go to bed at ta on time when you've got that temptation there? And then mm. because you have that temptation there, man, <clears throat> that obviously the, the blue light emitted from those screens is going to be suppressing melatonin. Mm -hmm. And then you, you're going to be, on, on one hand, you're going to be struggling to to get to sleep and a nice and a smooth transition. Um, but you also, firstly, you can, you're not really going to be able to sleep because your, your mind's going to be racing a thousand thoughts because you've just, you know, entertained it so, so, so much with this mm. quick, easy dopamine, uh, behavior. So it's no wonder people can't sleep. Like mm. it's not like, um, a big shock that the fact that we're struggling to get good quality sleep when we're not, <laughs> when our environments are not, facilitating that right we're, we're, we're living in which blue light is everywhere in the evenings and blue light's not inherently bad it's fantastic in the mornings what wakes you up but in the evenings you really want to stay away from it and if you could just 
nail your sleep, almost quite literally everything else falls into place in terms of decision fatigue, in terms of mm. stress management, in terms of being quick with your words, in terms of being able to work harder for longer, um, even down to little things like your confidence and your anxiety is reduced, your susceptibility mm. to, the, to depression, um, heart disease, all these diseases as well, like all stem from sleep. And if you were to nail that, if you were to nail that and get at peak performance, like biggest people's biggest ROI. And to be honest, with our program that we that we help people with when it comes to peak performance, um, the mm. main one is sleep. And that's the first mm. phase because I can give you the best productivity system. I can give you um, mm. these systems for mental models or how, how to plan your day or whatever it is yeah. or your nutrition. But if your sleep is not optimal, it's on the, the most loose foundations and it's just going to crumble. So that's why we mm. make it mandatory to do the sleep first. Get your sleep right. We think of it like a triangle at the bottom of your mm. sleep. Then comes your body. Then comes mm. um, you know, your routines and whatnot on top of it, right? But if if the foundation is loose, mm. so if you have the best routines, the best biohacking approaches, but you're <laughs> not, you're not gonna you're not gonna be living up to your your, your full potential. And it, it is sleep, man. It's it's not sexy, but that's the reality. No, of it. it's like a a bit like Maslow's hierarchy of needs, isn't it? It, it, yeah yeah from from a health perspective for sure how I, I mean longevity people, people <laughs> want to hear that it's some kind of supplement oh yeah edward mm. actually it's it's this nootropic stack that is what you should be mm. getting but that's because we want the easy answer we want that quick fix but it takes yeah. a bit of effort to get your sleep in place but when you do you, you owe it to yourself to do it because you spend a third of your life in bed you might as well make it the best place there is because it it pays dividends to everything else how you play your life so what do you think someone could do to improve their sleep right now? Yeah, there's a few, there's, I mean, how deep do you want to go with this? But uh, the, <laughs> we've, the, got, we've got all the time in the world. So if you want to go deep, then go deep. <laughs> awesome. So the, the, the best place to start, what we start with, was called syncing your circadian rhythm. So your circadian mm -hmm. rhythm, you've got several of them. Um, but the main one that people know about is your circadian <clears> rhythm. <throat> so when you want to wake up and, and do your stuff and when you feel tired and go to bed. Um, the two ways you want to influence that is melatonin and cortisol, okay? So uh, most commonly in the evenings, melatonin, we know that that's what makes you feel sleepy. It doesn't actually get you to sleep. That's something <clears throat> else. Um, you could refer to that as sleep pressure. That's something else. But melatonin is secreted when in the absence of light. So you want to basically remove that certain wavelength of, of blue light and basically all artificial light. Um, so that melatonin can do its job and, and make you feel sleepy and bring down your heart rate and, and bring down your, your core body temperature and then you're going to feel sleepy and relaxed and switched off. Um, so you've started sinking it there in the evenings, right? But now we need mm -hmm. to also sink your cortisol levels to spike or raise quite sharply in the morning. Mm -hmm. Best way you want to do that, we mentioned it really, light. Light raises your cortisol levels, okay? So I always say to clients, like the first action items we start is, okay, Start trying to avoid blue light in the evenings. Put your blue light block mm. blockers on. You want to get some red lights and stuff and, and kind of like we call it biohacking your house. Make your whole house red mm. after like 7 p.m. when the sun goes down. And then in the mornings, you know, jack up that cortisol. So cortisol naturally mm. rises. Um, but the best way, like we said, is light. So you can have a light alarm is really good. Helps remove that morning grogginess. Helps remove mm. any residue of adenosine from last night, um, which can make you feel a bit groggy. Sometimes people are like, oh, I feel groggy in the morning. Can mm -hmm. often be because either two things your adenosine you have residue <clears> left over uh, in your brain um, or you've woken up mid sleep cycle so make sure the light that you're being exposed to in the morning is ideally at the end of your sleep cycle you can work this out by going to a web website called sleepy.ti 
M-E, I think I'm butchering that. Something like Sleepy Time, Sleepy Tie, something like that. I mean, you can put the link in the in the notes below on the episode and I'll send you the link, but you can do that and that will tell you the best time to wake up in terms of your sleep cycle, right? So that's where you want to okay. time your, that's when you want to time your light alarm uh, accordingly with that. So the light goes off at that time. It's going to bring you nicely mm. out of your out of your sleep stage, and uh, mm-hmm. you don't want any stark alarms. I like to use light mostly um, mm. because you know waking up the, the stark alarm is just yeah. nice feeling, right? You're really <laughs> so, and oftentimes you just hit that snooze button, right? And that just <clears> makes <throat> everything worse. Never hit the snooze button. But once you're up, try to get up. Um, and light's yeah. gonna make it a hell of a lot easier. Cortisol wakes you up. So that's that's the two ways, right? Then once you are up, as soon as you can, I know if you're in the UK at the moment in December, it's not the brightest until about 10 a.m. It's like so, yeah, yeah. It's so miserable. You, you know, yeah, over the curtain, you're just like, oh. Yeah, it's like, it's not good for your, I think it's SAD, seasonal onset depression or SAD yeah. people get. Um, so mm-hmm. best best thing to do, at least use artificial light. You can even get yourself mm. some things like red light is really good. Um, mm-hmm. Is a good way to you know kind of hack that you know that that way of if you haven't got access to natural sunlight, then red light is really good. But as soon as the sun mm. comes up, get yourself outside <clears throat> within the first hour of the day. Yeah, just a quick little thing is get moving, get the blood flowing, get yourself exposed to blue light. Sunlight is the best. Artificial light is mm. not as good, but it can be the next best thing, right? So that's there's the two ways you can start improving your sleep and just do mm-hmm. that consistently which will give you then consistent sleep times. And again, it's not a sexy answer, but oh, sleep consistently, even clean on the weekends. But your body loves rhythms, circadian rhythms, alternating Mm. rhythms. If you can get into a rhythm with everything, not just including your sleep, um, Mm. the eating times and what time you go to the gym and when you do your work, Mm. you get into a rhythm, you start to entrain your body's rhythms to to be at a peak level, at a more predictable Mm. time. So just getting into a rhythm, I often call to clients, like if you can get into a rhythm within the first 30 days, all these things, it just starts yeah. to become like clockwork. Um, and that's what mm. you need to learn is like, okay, how can I get into a rhythm of going to bed at a consistent time of waking up? Don't make it unrealistic. Mm-hmm. People think, oh, no. you wake up at 5 a.m. at the 5 a.m. club. Yeah, yeah. No, you don't. It's, <laughs> it's not necessarily the case, right? Um, it depends on your chronotype as well, which you can take a quiz, take, take a quiz mm. called, I think it's when to sleep quiz or something like that. You can learn your chronotype. Mm-hmm. 55% of the population of bars. Um, but that will help dictate what is a good time to go to bed. So if you're 55% of the population, that would be at around half nine, 10 p.m., wake up around mm-hmm. seven, half seven, 8 a.m. maybe. Right, so me personally, I go to bed at half nine, 10. Um, mm. You know, not, not like some people think I'm, I'm, I'm like a monk and I go to bed at 8 p.m. <laughs> read a book every night. You know, sometimes I watch Netflix. You know, me and my missus, yeah, sometimes yeah. we watch Netflix and stuff and that's fine. Yeah. But it's about managing it, right? I think there's a big mm. misconception when people comes to, when it comes to peak performance or, you know, trying to some people call it biohacking, that mm. you have to just eat steak on an island and that you don't talk to anyone and you know you, you you're not doing mm. any social events, you're not drinking. It's not the case. It's yeah. about managing and influencing your biologic biology to your advantage, where possible. Mm. Um, so that's where I'd start, right? So if, if if you are going to go to bed at say 10 p.m. consistently, that's quite realistic because. Mm. On the weekends, sometimes people, I always say, give yourself a one hour variability. So on the weekends, if you go to bed at 11 p.m., you won't feel too bad come Monday, you know, trying to pull it back. Mm. But if you've got varying, like like shift work is horrific mm. on your circadian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you stress. So try to keep it consistent <clears throat> with a one hour variability and the best yep. you can. Um, and that's where you'll see the big improvements in terms of energy, mood, cognition, appetite regulation, fat loss, strength 
everything is so mm -hmm. much better if you just nail these basics and it is like it's a cliche but nailing the yeah. basics is what whether the real secret <laughs> no one wants to hear that though do they no no people are probably the easy method of like yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm probably not going to get you many views mate because people are just going to be like no. this is boring i know this stuff <laughs> it is it is the truth with this stuff i've, I've mm. researched it i've tried everything i've you know, these yeah. snake oil salesmen out there, there's people saying that it's this supplement and that's sexy, mm. but, and it sells, but it's mm. often the stuff that is free and that you have yeah. like your own, that you can use right now is the stuff that really works. And that's just the sun, you know, sinking your second in rhythm, as we said. So it, into, I'm sure you get this with your like clients and stuff, but I find for me anyway, I can, in the morning, I'm, like I can journal, I can be really mindful. I can, I'll go out for a walk in the morning, do yeah. the hour walk, um, and like really intentional with my day. Yeah, I find that as the day goes on, I do I do lots of shit, and then it like my kind of mind, it's like that racing mind. Yeah, of like so so how would you say to someone? Say say I was your client, and how would you say to them like to switch off their mind like? Because, yeah, I just, I struggle with it. That's one thing I struggle with. And I think a lot of people do. Yeah, before yeah bed anyway. people come to us for that. <laughs> I can't switch off. Especially, uh, we work with some business owners as well. And that's right. Mm. Like, trying to go to I think bed. I think it is more entrepreneurial, isn't it? For the, sure. Because yeah. about owning a business is like, the job is never done. Like, there's always more no. to do. And it's right? all on you, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So how do you manage that? And there is a way to manage that. Um, I've learned the hard way as well. But... I would say, like, so the first thing you need to recognize is the reason you can get stuff done in the morning is willpower is at its highest, your focus is at its highest. Mm. Um, you've essentially, you can't really fast from dopamine. Yeah, so you were saying you were struggling with uh, racing thoughts in the evening, like you're pretty good in the morning. So the reason that happens is we were saying your focus, um, your willpower is, is at its highest in the morning. You've essentially fasted from dopamine. You can't, in, in the sense, literally fast from dopamine. Dopamine is always ongoing, mm. but you can... Uh, basically make it easier to refrain from uh, doing easier tasks and picking the task that is the one that's going to project you forward in your ideal goal, whatever that is, right? So it's very easy to do it in the morning, though. Mm. And that's for most people where they don't struggle. And that's where I would recommend you get your deep work in because you need that. Mm. Um, you know, that's where the highest quality work is done when you're undisturbed, undistracted, um, and getting into yeah. that flow state. Now, what happens mm -hmm. with people... Um, in the afternoon, in the evening, they've worked out, they've eaten, the blood sugars maybe fluctuated a little bit, they made a few decisions through that day. Okay, so you, you, mm. you begin to accumulate decision fatigue, first of all. So because you make a ton mm. of decisions throughout the day, that really starts to um, negatively affect your ability to make decisions later on and the right decisions, right? Mm -hmm. So for example, the most typical case that you might have felt is end of the day, stressful day, made a ton of decisions at your work. <laughs> and then someone's left some leftover cake for you uh, mm. at 6 p.m. And then you're like, ah, oh, screw it. I might as well. If that was mm. in the morning, you know, after that willpower is, is when your willpower is at its highest and your focus is at its highest, you, you wouldn't have made yeah. that decision, right? <clears throat> so how can we mitigate that? So the first thing is to realize that throughout your day, you need to minimize mm. um, as many distractions, but also um, decisions as well. So mm. um, there's a reason why like Steve Jobs wore the same start, same outfits every day. I'm sure you probably heard of that, like Mark Zuckerberg and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. And that is, they, uh, I just I, wear black t-shirts. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> and that, that is, reason, yeah. Um, yeah, there's definitely some truth to that, but do you have to go that extreme? Mm. Probably, I, I, I mean, if you want to, that's fine. But just yeah. thinking, like when I wake up, um, there's, there's, there's no distractions. And, and if Amy, my partner, like tries to talk to him, like, look, 
it can wait. If it, if it can wait, if we can delegate, <laughs> if we can schedule it. Just let me get the work in right now, and I'm all yours later, right? Yeah, yeah, have yeah. That communication with that, and whoever's in your in your house or whatever, your partner, you need to communicate that to get your solitude. Mm. Now, in the evenings or afternoons, when your mind inevitably becomes a bit distracted, you're a little bit less willpower. Okay, so mm. I always like to hit reset with this. So you can basically reset your focus a little bit. Some of the best ways mm. to do it is meditation, going for a long enough walk mm -hmm. with no podcast, mm -hmm. no stimulation. Let, you have to essentially become bored so that you're, mm. you're allowing time to fill, like the, the focus tank to fill back up so that mm -hmm. you'll actually want to go and focus uh, and have a bit more willpower on maybe a task that requires focus. If you're, mm. if you're, if you're chugging along and you, you haven't given your time for your mind to rest and, 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 mm -hmm. and depress, then you know, it's a wonder that it doesn't want to do any more work at like uh, 3 p.m., 4 p.m., 5 p.m. You've already done yeah. a ton of things. You've worked out. Your blood sugar's probably you know, been up and down, which affects your energy and mm. focus. So yeah, it's, it's about managing that, first of all. Um, and then what I would recommend in the, in the afternoon evenings, if your mind's still racing, don't put too much pressure on yourself. So we mm. live in this hustle culture. It's still, it's still here. And I think it's mm. amplified with social media. You see these young, mm. entre young entrepreneurs. You see these Eman Gatsis of the world. I don't know who Eman Gatsis is. <laughs> and, you know, they're all just killing it and grinding mm. and doing great. And that's awesome. But, uh, you know, what, what's the phrase? Don't do for... Don't, don't forget to smell the roses and, and also mm. realize that less is more. I think I've said it before, mm. but hustle culture is out. Health optimization is in. That's what we say because what mm. we're finding now is that people who really want to um, take their business to the next level or whatever the project is, their own career, you need to be putting your health first because that sets the mm. foundations for you to actually work harder for longer. Your quality of work is higher. Okay, You might not be working mm. as longer, but your quality of work is higher, which is obviously better. Um, and of course, everything else falls into place. And the new age of entrepreneurs mm. are recognizing this as well. So they're getting sleep coaches, they're getting health coaches, they're, mm. they're investing into the health, they're spending thousands on whatever the supplements are, or red lights, or mm. an pod Pro for your bed, whatever they're doing, right? Because they realize that, look, that's that's the edge, is actually to take a step back and to realize mm. it's been non-negotiable with my sleep. Um, so what I was going to say with that, when it comes to... In, in the evenings, you're like, well, I, I, can't, I can't focus. Mine's going 100 miles an hour. That's fine. Okay. So yeah. if you've had your break and it's still razzled, call it a day because, yeah, you know. So I think, sorry, with me, it's more like I'll be doing the stuff during the day mm. and that kind of is the catalyst for like more ideas, more things to do, more yeah. so, whatever. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like it's like yeah. off the back of this podcast, I bet you there's going to be <laughs> loads of shit that I'm like, yeah. oh yeah, that's a good like, yeah. yeah. So that's my kind of thing really yeah, i know for sure i completely hear you so what you want there in that case edward is um you want a system in terms of collecting information so i think i forget who says it but mm. like, i'm paraphrase like your brain is is for learning not necessarily for storing information mm. so you need to be every time you have an idea or whatever it is or a note mm. um you need to be offloading that onto some offloading that onto some kind of digital note-taking system you could use a physical mm -hmm. but digital is much easier because you can use it on your phone um yeah so you need to get into the habit of constantly doing that. Um, and there's a five-step process to it. The first step is, um, I think it's I think it's collect off the top of my head. So you want to basically collect mm. information, okay? Um, or inbox, you call it. You want to have an inbox of, of information, okay? Get it off your head onto a piece of paper or a digital piece of paper. I use mm -hmm. Todoist. You can use Notion. You can use, there's tons of apps out there. I recommend yeah. Todoist yeah. because it's the <clears> most <throat> simplistic in terms of you can use the widget on your phone. 
when you're if mm. you're if you go to the gym and then in between sets um whilst you're resting and you have i have a ton of ideas when i'm in the gym because yeah, yeah. Work, right <laughs> so I'll, I'll just whack up my widget and then i'll just type in an idea and then i just mm. i don't organize it i don't try and like okay maybe i'll do that on wednesday i just put it mm. in that inbox and leave it till the end of the mm. day or the end of the week right so mm. what you're doing there is constantly offloading the information from your head onto a piece of paper for later essentially creating a second mm -hmm. brain you've got mm. to think of it in terms of tabs so if you're going throughout your day and you've got tons of tabs open of all these ideas and things you need to do mm. how are you able to concentrate on that one tab that actually really matters you can't so you need mm. to start closing those tabs by essentially putting them into that inbox that we've spoken about and that's done through a digital mm -hmm. note-taking system so what you probably need mate is some kind of system like that so that you can mm. stay on top of everything and you're not overloaded um, so like mm. I said, I mean, I have a YouTube video on how to do it as well. So you can go watch that, but it's basically done through a digital note-taking system and yeah. uh, you need to do that. If it happens midday or whenever you have these ideas, that's when you need mm -hmm. to offload it. And then when, what I do at the end of the day, when I've got all those ideas, I would have stored it on my inbox and then you can then mm. organize it for the day ahead or the week ahead. Right. Um, mm -hmm. which is, uh, which is step three. Okay. So you first mm. need to clarify it, then organize it. So you've, you've, you've mm -hmm. put it in the inbox, you've collected it. Then you need to um, clarify what that thing is. Then you need to organize mm -hmm. it. Okay, so that's what I recommend you, you would do, man. Is definitely have a system in place like that. And I don't mm. know why they don't teach you this stuff, really. But I think it's really, really important. We have because it's not that we lack information in this day and age. Mm. It's that we lack insight. Okay, we've, we're overloaded with information, YouTube, mm. and everything. But we're not we're not having the insights. We're not truly understanding something. Something. Mm. One thing to know it. It's another thing to understand something. And that only comes. Mm with you know repeated practice on the subject and not just going from mm. information to information so you need mm. to be having a system there or a second brain that we refer to um, mm. using a digital note-taking system so that you can store all that stuff and access it whenever you want to and not feel overloaded yeah makes sense yeah so so in terms of like the evening then so say I, so i do do the um the getting things done methodology awesome. of having an intray the stuff goes on there yeah um, and then I think my problem is, is I'll, I'll see the stuff that I've, I've put in during the day and my, my mind just starts racing straight away going, Oh, you, yeah, you need to do this. You can do this. You can do this. You can do this. And then I, I don't know. I don't know how to like put the stop there that goes, no, it can wait until whenever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So what I would recommend with that is it sounds to me that you, you haven't actually, clarified it in the sense of where it's going to go so mm. there's something called the heisen tower matrix i believe it is and i butchered that name again but it's <laughs> basically it's a matrix that can tell you how to organize a task in terms of is it urgent mm. is it not urgent urgent um mm. is it important is it not important and based off that oh you yeah, can yeah, do yeah it. you can schedule it you can delegate it you can you can delete it sounds to mm. me that that's something you need to look into more when you're actually doing your task and ask yourself actually is this really important and yeah. what can help alleviate okay. that feeling of um oh, there's, that, there's still this still needs to be done you need to make just yeah, a little yeah, short yeah. plan for it once you know mm. anxiety stems from the uncertainty of the future so if you make a little plan for something but that's going to get done on friday by this and it's going to be done by this person mm. it's going to take this long the the anxiety alleviates um yeah you know it's not just enough to jot these down i mean you could just do a brain dump but you might have to go mm. a step further in terms of, okay, maybe we need to actually organize this a little bit. And this whole process, mm. I'm sure you know, probably takes about 10, 15, 10, 15 minutes maximum. 
and the amount mm. of anxiety it relieved in terms of being able to get to sleep, stay asleep, most importantly, mm. and the next day with your stress <laughs> levels and not feeling short fused because you're not sure how this thing's going to work, is mm. is is a big big ROI. So that's why I would take it with you. Okay. Yeah. No. That, uh, yeah. That actually sounds uh, really useful. Um. So what caused you to change your life and, and sort of take control of your life? I think like most people just dissatisfaction of where you currently are and knowing things could be better, mm. right? So you look around you and we compare ourselves to others all the time. When we look at social media, prime example. Um, and I knew I could be better. I knew I, mm. uh, growing up from where, where, where I grew up, a small town mindset, I, I didn't want that life. Um, nothing wrong mm. with the standard nine to five and what those jobs were around that town. But um, for me, it didn't, it didn't suit Cause me. Because you went to work in London, didn't you? I worked in London for about six months and that was also yeah. a big... Uh, realization that I really didn't want to be another cog in a gear, so to speak. I mean, I remember <laughs> being on the underground in Westminster, and it literally feels like you're in the belly of the beast, going down the escalators, mm. and the sound and the humming. And I was just like, mm. in my suit with my suitcase, and I was just like, is this, is this it? Day in and day out, and just to get a few holidays. Mm. Yeah, the money was good, but it wasn't, it wasn't what I wanted. Um, and I was sacrificing mm -hmm. my health as well, like just tr pulling my feet along, and just because everyone else was doing it, and um, I realized. Well, I thought there's got to be a better way. Um, mm. My passion was always in, I wouldn't say it's passion, but my interest was always in health and always mm. like, how can you do better, right? I mean, self-development is part of that branch as well. But for sure, um, I think it was just knowing that I could be much better and also seeing that quick return on investment in terms of the gym when I was a younger. So I started the gym when I was like 15, 16. And after five okay. super consistent years, like even when we go on a holiday, I would still go to the gym. I just loved it that much. I had like mm. great, great results, like outstanding results I, I would had, should I say, when I was 21. And so that for me was like a big, like that was a big lesson to be like, look, you get out what you put in. If you are ruthlessly consistent, mm. you can improve as a person, you can mold yourself, you can change your shit genetics as some people would call it. Even so, yeah. like you can, if you are consistent enough. So um, that for me kind of set the catalyst for, well, what can we do with our mind? Like for me, I was always very hyperactive in school I wasn't very mm. academically inclined really unless I really enjoyed it like if I was interested in something mm. like IT fucking aced it but if you were to try and force me to sit down I just just didn't care enough right so that kind of led me to learn more about ADHD and how those brains are a bit different to neurotypical brains in terms of how we are motivated to learn something so it's not that mm -hmm. you're dumb or anything it's just you need to learn uh, a system uh, mm. how to learn something or to sit down and concentrate. So I was just like, there's answers out there. You just need to learn and, and sift through all the research and stuff and, uh, and mm. what's right and what's wrong and trial it for yourself. And for me, that was quite liberating because then I realized that you're not, you can't blame your environment. You can't blame your parents. Mm. It's like, if you really want to do something about it, go and learn. And if you don't want to learn, mm. get a health coach because they'll just fast track all the bullshit and be like, yeah, this works. Mm. Here you go. Right, and that would just that just lays like the best foundation for everything. Like your social life's better, you know, your career's better, um, happiness, finances, everything's better when you realize you can improve your health and and you mm. continue to do so. It's kind of like a catalyst, isn't it? Mm -hmm. In terms of yeah, your life. Um, so, what would you say is more important, mindset or habits? Uh, depends what you mean by mindset. Uh, depends what you mean by habits. Mm -hmm. What do you mean? So, uh, do you think it's uh, maybe a better question to ask would be, um, what do you think it's important to start with 
building the habits or building the mindset. So say uh, someone wants to improve their life and maybe it's a sleep or it's a gym or yeah. it's whatever diet. Would you say it's the mindset of like, I'm going to eat this and I'm going to yeah. do this or is it the habit of I'm going to, when I shop, I'm going to buy just healthy food or? That's a tough one. I guess that's kind of, it's kind of both because mm. I always say you, you vote for the kind of person you want to be every day through your actions, right? Even if you don't necessarily mm. feel like going to the gym, if you go to the gym, what are you saying to your subconscious? I'm a person that goes to the gym. Then your values become mm. in align with that person. So then you get the mindset shift and then that helps amplify or expedite the process. So mm. I would say it's, 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 it's both really. If I had to pick one, yeah. I would say the habit because you do the habit even mm. if you don't have the mindset to do it. Just, just, just tick the fucking box and eventually mm. your mindset will shift in some, to someone that is in align with that value, whatever that habit mm. is, right? So if you're someone that, look, I really want to start waking up early and getting, getting deep work done. Um, hmm. Okay, so why'd you start with that? I wouldn't say it's necessarily the mindset because you're, you're going to be relying on brute motivation and effort. That's not, <laughs> not going to last, right? And then you're going to beat yourself up and be like, I can't do this. Hmm. I think the, the other place, the best place to start is, okay, reverse engineer what that ideal person, who it is you want to be. Like you're getting up hmm. early. Like let's say it's, it's Edward 2.0. Like he gets up early, gets his shit done. Hmm. What kind of actions does he do? What kind of habits does he have? Reverse engineer hmm. that and then just start to act it out so mm. um yeah that's what i would do i would start acting out those habits right now and eventually through repetition obviously you'll mm. to ingrain those neural pathways and it becomes easier and easier and then eventually the mindset shift happens like for me i don't know if it's the same with you but for me it's the, for the gym it's like you know it's the cliche adage of i don't go because i'm motivated i go because of just the, the, the mm. routine and discipline i don't even know if you call it discipline i'd say it's more just routine and like that's my mental self-image that i've mm. you know, made up in my head that's that's who I am. I'm, I'm someone that goes to the gym. So you need to start voting through your actions, the kind of person you want to mm. be and also the kind of person you don't want to be. So what I mean by that is don't do things that you, do, you don't want to become, you know, yeah, don't, yeah, don't, yeah. otherwise it, it, it goes the other way. Right. So if you start, mm. I don't know if you start drinking every weekend and it's not something you really want to mm. do, well, don't just keep drinking for the, you know, the weekend because your friends are doing it because it's going to make it really mm. difficult to break that habit eventually uh, later down the road. I think as well, when you build a habit, for me, it gets sort of ingrained the feeling that you get after it. So it's like the morning walk, I know, will just make me feel good. I'll feel clear. Yeah. Like, I don't always want to go out when it's peeing down rain and it's like cold and I'm just like, oh. But once I've done it, and I, th I think like, it, I, I now know that feeling, like it's kind of become ingrained in me. So it's, yeah. No, 100%. Um. Okay, what mindset practices do you follow? Um, I think mindset is very abstract, abstract term. Mm -hmm. And it, it means, I think it's a different thing for everyone, right? So I kind of stave away from mindset in the fact that I don't think you can really teach your mindset. You can teach behaviors, mm. which will then instill the correct mindset. And maybe you mm. can use analogies and whatnot for people to understand it. But if I had to pick something in terms of mindset in that realm, I think it would be more in the realms of like, philosophy of, of stoicism of that kind of mindset of okay. focusing on what you can control what you can't control that helps with your stress mm. capacity um it helps just clarify things in your life as well makes you a much more calmer person so i think mm. that helps recruit the right mindset that you should have with whatever it is you want to do in life a stoic mindset is something mm. that is applicable for any endeavor right it's always, it's always useful so be the person that you can be depended on, on uh, maybe at a funeral or like in chaos. Mm. You don't want to be the, the guy who's 
maybe you're going to war or something and he's like oh we haven't got Flapping any his arm around it. <laughs> I was like we do not need that right now dude like we no. need someone that's going to give us hope and someone that's calm yeah and that requires I think stoicism mm. like okay look at the objective situation without mm. any emotion and look at it logically and what are our options you can use that in every aspect of your life um so I think that's the the mindset to take with stuff because also with stoicism people play there's such a fucking victim nowadays man with things like i, I get a lot <laughs> yeah. of hate for this but like even things i'm totally in the same boat as you so yeah eh? i'm totally in the same boat as you it's just like i think it's <laughs> just like a generation of, of weak men i mean i mean mm. people in particular but men as well like our testosterone's lower um we're just victims about everything and I'm not mm. saying to toughen up and to man up, but I am. I also yeah. do think there's some utility in that because you do have, whether you realize or not, you do have that um, like ancestral power within you mm. to overcome these struggles or whatever you're facing. Like we're never being more comfortable and you're mm. being a victim, like you didn't get this job promotion or something and you're letting it and you're going mm. to binge drink and stuff. And it's like, or like you're stuck in a job that you hate. And it's mm. like, nobody nobody gives a fuck about you and that's in one sense no. liberating because it means you can just mm. just go for it just you know just send it and, and, and that, and that mm. sense so that you know that mindset as well with stoicism of stop being a victim what are your options mm. and what can you do to get you towards whatever mm. you want to want to have in life or be i think that's really important as well with stoicism it really it teaches you as well to stop being a fucking victim man because yeah. it's almost celebrated as well like this i don't know this woke culture that we have now it's rife it's like mm. um people talk i think people talk too much about the feelings instead of actually mm. what is what is really useful here because really like that's almost in a sense mental masturbation of oh i feel bad about xyz and me too and blah, blah. it's like mm. what can we do about it what, what's the solution what's going to move us forward here rather than, mm. rather than just revel in like this this pity um mm. yeah I'm not saying you can't be depressed i'm not saying you can't be anxious what i am saying no. is be proactive and even if you don't get it mm. right the first time, you owe it to yourself to keep trying. And you only mm. lose if you quit. I think I've said that before. And I think it's just so important to, to do nowadays, man, because people are just not, they, they just don't have that kind of grit. They haven't recruited that grit. And I think that's also recruited when, when through tough times as well. People steer, people steer away from discomfort. They, they, they mm. don't want to, you know, we said at the start with the sleep, like people don't want to really go to bed on time. People don't really want to, um, train consistently or whatever it is to change the habits right mm. but that's where you need to go the most you know yeah a man was it a man without his uh you know friction creates uh what is it my stoic adage friction creates a diamond it's similar with a man with his trials right something like mm. that it's you, you whenever whenever that i have a difficult time in my life business personal i always try and remember mm. like what's the silver lining here it's like this is a story and also, this is what's really mm. crafting you as like this is character building. So I, I'm I'm all yeah. most grateful for them in retrospect. At the time, it fucking mm. sucks, but in retrospect, it's like this is actually what you want. And yet, we've got mm. people complaining that their life is difficult or that they didn't get mm. this or that. Like, do something about it, man. Like, just, you, yeah. you have the power within you to go and do something about it. There's tools out there. Mm. You got a laptop. Abundant amount of information. Oh, that's what I'm saying. Like people are scrolling on TikTok watching these funny ass reels, yeah. which is, you know, it is mm. funny, but this also is a fantastic tool to like I've just you know, my my um my business like was not only possible with the social media, right? Mm. Of, of sharing my story and, and advice and whatnot mm. and speaking to people. And, and and it's the same people that moan about their life but yet endlessly scroll on TikTok at nine PM 
um, mm. and then go and waste it on the weekends on, you know, getting drunk yeah. on the weekend. And I was like, that's the time that you had to break away from those, that dissatisfaction that you had. You should have used that time. Yes, it's difficult. Mm. Yes, you have to work a bit of overtime for the short while. But um, yeah, I think people need to lean into discomfort as well when it comes to comes mm. to the mindset for sure, man. I think it's so important bringing it back to stoicism. We, we like to idolize people as, or yeah, people do like to idolize people that it seems like they're always like, oh, it's the lucky ones or he was lucky or he was, she did Overnight this success. or whatever. Yeah. Whereas if you really look at it, no one's ever done that and they've had the mindset of um one person that weirdly comes to mind is idris elba mm. in a sense that he does everything like he raps he acts he does Jack whatever Williams. and then yeah and it's like well you can do that too like just because you say you're i don't know i'm a creative entrepreneur it doesn't mean that i can't do whatever else i want yeah um so, yeah okay i like your mindset on that and i think especially nowadays with the kind of the news that people or is about with um the cost of living crisis and stuff um how do you think people can kind of change that and have a more optimistic view yeah from that perspective really easy um what you do you walk up to your tv you turn it off. Like, yeah. The news, the only reason that sells so much is because it's negative. We, we, foc we focus on the negative more because evolutionary, that would ensure our survival. Yeah. Better to focus on the lion than to focus on the pretty flowers, right? Because the lion's going to yeah, fucking yeah, eat yeah. you. Same with the news. And it's like cost of living, for sure. Like, you know, I went into M&S the other day. That's gone up a whole fucking pound, that, that roast chicken. Yeah. But then I, was also, <laughs> then I was also like, look, I'm, st I'm not going to die. Okay, just no. you have to spend a bit extra on outgoings now. Obviously, it's a different situation if you're a, a mother of three and you know you're only just surviving. Mm. It depends where you are in the world as well. Mm. Um, but I also have to remember that human beings have gone through much tougher times, and you will get through mm. it. And just because things are difficult doesn't mean that you're going to die. It just means you have to mm. adapt. And that that adaptation mm. might be a little bit of a discomfort. Again, there's that word. But remember mm. that discomfort is character building. It makes you more grateful, man. Like what I have now in my life, I'm so grateful for where I am. Mm. And even though like we're just still in the process and Amy's like, you need to also, because sometimes I'm a bit hard on myself. Yeah. You need to also remember like your your past self would have absolutely loved to be where you are. Yeah. And yet yeah, you're yeah, here yeah. being like, oh, we need to do this. and We need to do this endeavor. It's like, slow down a minute and enjoy it. <laughs> so I realized that. For me, my, my gratitude has really come from where I started. Like I grew up on a council estate and stuff and mm. people like the, you, like people like poking fun at like what I wanted to do when I was, uh, you know, when I was on Instagram and stuff and making videos and mm. it's like, it's only through like having the shit stuff initially have, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm so grateful for like just being able to go out and like, you know, get that morning sun because I've set up my life so that mm. I can go and get it. Whereas, you know, mm. people take stuff like that for granted. When, when, I'm, when it comes to the cost of living, it's like, just see it as like a silver lining because like, things will inevitably get better. You know, the, mm. the economy is in cycles always. It's always cycles, mm. right? You know, so it's going to inevitably get better. And when it does, because you've mm. had a shit time, it's going to feel fantastic on the way up, mm. right? So I wouldn't, I wouldn't dwell. Like it doesn't, it serves nobody to complain about this stuff. I think, I think it is yeah. in stoicism. Like don't ever find yourself complaining or Marcus Aurelius used to say that. Like, and I mind myself mm. as well. I like a good bitch and a moan about stuff if I'm frustrated, but yeah. try not to do it publicly. 
or you know just write mm. or journal or just speak to a friend about it but um yeah i think just turn off the tv man that's the biggest one i don't mm. really i follow the mainstream news a little bit just to see the nuggets mm. but then what i also like to do is look at both sides of the argument and stuff and to try and because the, the, mm. there's two sides to a story and the answer is some is mostly in the middle so i try to find mm. i try to see several sources and create my own um uh answer through that mm. so what if uh maybe someone doesn't watch the news but there's people around them in their life that yeah are quite negative and stuff yeah no we are often call these people um uh energy vampires so you mm. be around them and you be in a good mood suck it yeah just, <laughs> like uh was it a dementor on harry potter yeah yeah like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like every time you have a conversation with those people like, oh fucking hell everything seems a bit desaturated um yeah yeah so we actually one of the things is we, as we mentioned on our programs is um when we're talking about your, your things being toxic to your body, but also to your mind. Mm. We're talking about the literal environment you're in. So mm. we talk about our, our quality, like that is a big one that people don't mention, like water quality, but also mm. your relationships, your friendships as well. It's all well and good mm. me telling you to do X, Y, Z action or behavior. But if you come home at the end of the day and you've got a nagging wife or a nagging husband mm. and you know, or you're in a, uh, I don't know, like a t you have toxic friends who like just want to binge mm. drink or like kind of give you shit for like staying in and not wanting to drink or mm. you know, you're not going to want to do these behaviors. So you need to really audit also your friendship circle and your relationship circle, even including your family and be ruthlessly cutthroat with it. I believe mm. um, I've made difficult decisions in the past. I remember, for example, I had a really, really good friend, but I had to, I wanted to go and get a different job because this current job, mm. was, I just, I hated it. Um, but for me to go and do this new job, I had to like leave that friendship behind inevitably. And that wasn't mm. very nice, but I was like, it has to be done because also like, mm. I mean, maybe he's listening to this and if he is, well, what I'll say is I always found he was, Sorry, quite, mate. <laughs> it was, it was quite a bit ne negative. He was quite a bit negative yeah. about his situation. Oh, was he? And he was like, oh, you, okay, you were yeah. the lucky one. You got out. And I was like, mate i got out because i tried for it right and i just didn't yeah. want that kind of i call it victimhood really but i i didn't want that mentality i didn't want that no. energy around me because it's infectious right there will they your mm. friends will set your beliefs of what you think is possible and that's also why i got out of mm. where i was living as well and moved in with a new set of friends of who had you know mm. they, they some people would call us like ridiculous or you know naive <laughs> but we were actually yeah. making it work as well with what we were doing um, mm. And so that for me was a real, real a big realization that your horizon is limited by your your friends, your friendship, and your relationship. Mm. So, I mean, dude, even if it comes to a relationship as well, like I was very late with a relationship. Uh, I would think um, 26, 27, 28 now, mm. and um, I was just so picky because I know that I see so many people in like relationships they're not even happy. Like they'll they'll they'll, they'll just no. they'll, they'll, they'll bitch about them and. And kind of like dread going home or like they're mm. arguing all the time or the, they can't see their friends because the partner doesn't want them to and it's just like you is that, are you in a relationship because you want to be in that relationship but you're in there because of comfort mm. and it's just familiarity we might as well just stay in this because you know what you'll do and i think they just settle don't they yeah and it's like but they're really going to dictate your values your political values um mm. internal values like you know do you enjoy eating healthy like sometimes like i find certain clients like the partner can get a bit jealous of them improving mm. the health because they feel threatened mm. that they might leave them on a subconscious level. So that's toxic as well. And it's like, <laughs> okay. you have yeah, to yeah, really yeah. audit these things and make sure you're in a good friendships, relationships, because it really dictates your beliefs, your mindset, 
um, your habits, behaviors, mm. everything is dictated from your friendship. So show me your friends or show me your future, all that stuff. And um, mm. I think you have to ruthlessly, ruthlessly cut through it. And again, being stoic and don't be emotional about it. But oh, but he was a really good friend. And like, if he's not serving mm. your current trajectory and there's no bad blood, there's no malice involved in it, then do it because okay. you're actually only both doing you you're only do doing both of you harm because later you'll be resentful. Mm. You'll be resentful of that person because, oh, you used to yeah. because my, I knew that my, your your behaviors was affecting my mindset. So mm. um, I think you've got to be cutthroat with it, Edward. I think I think what, you, you... What about making new friends? What about it? So say you've, say you've cultivated the friendships that you've got in your life mm -hmm. and you've... Um, you've been ruthless and you've said, oh yeah, no, he's just not doing yeah. it. it. Like negative, da, da, da. So say you want to go and cultivate new friends and you want to sort of bring maybe more people into your life who do have a positive mindset. What what would you suggest to that? Yeah, good question. So go and hang about, go and hang out um, where you think those friends will be. So what I mean by mm. that, if you go to the gym all the time, obviously because you enjoy going to the gym eventually, hopefully, I, I would hope so. You're going to meet people that are, who are like-minded like you, mm. right? They're going to the gym consistently, so are you. Then you just have to put yourself out there. Be the first person mm. to make the conversation because everybody's thinking, oh, I'll, I'll wait for them to start the conversation. You just be that guy. You might as well go for it. Like, what's the worst thing that happens, right? So it, it, mm. it comes in part of, you do have to put yourself out there a little bit, but also put yourself out there in the right places, right? I've always said to people, for example, when it comes to relationships, I, I'm, I'm, and I'm sure there are outliers of quite a few, I, I personally don't think you will directly meet your um, future future wife on a cell on Tinder, for example. <laughs> That's because the way that mm. platform is now, and the way we've kind of entrained people's brains to to think of in terms of exchange and and very superficial mm. levels, right? It, it doesn't it doesn't support the right kind of I think long term relationship. So it's like, why are you looking mm -hmm. on that for? Um, of course, um, online dating is here to stay, and I think it's the new way. But mm. um, if you if you want to find the right friendships or right relationships, look in the right places for what that is, mm. for what you are as a person. So if it's the gym, if it's being healthy, if it's reading, whatever it is, like, again, I, I, if you're going out in the clubs thinking you're going to find your future wife, probably more than yeah. probably more just a one night stand, to be honest, mate. And if you want that, that's fine. But, mm. you know, that's your decision. So look in the right places, join clubs, mm. join the, like, oh, I don't know, activity clubs, whatever it is, um, even online mm. as well, join the right pages, right? Um, there's certain pages of like mm. pages of say like entrepreneurs there's pages of i've met some great friends online on instagram just mm. content i'm putting out they're engaging with mm. it, and i engage engage with them turns out they're in portugal or something and so am i and we go for a coffee and then it's great mm. but it only happened by putting ourselves out there in the right place mm. right and being intentional with who we want to hang about with so um for me like i'll, I'll speak to anyone but i will distance myself if i feel like your values are not aligned with mine in terms of mm. you don't necessarily value your health you think it's funny that i don't know that you prioritize your sleep or you mm. maybe take the piss out of it that's i'll have a laugh about it i'm more about self-depreciating but we're not going to be friends really because it's not conducive to the life that i want to live and i want friends that are um not to create an echo chamber as well of people who only align with your values but mm. you also you definitely do want friends i think that bring you up and encourage the right behaviors in you that you want to have so mm. that again that comes with you know or being strongly audited in terms of who you allow into your life on online mm. and offline as well so looking in those right places so i only follow about i think um 
don't know, 80 people or 100 people. Um, mm. And that's slowly going up. But I'm very, very careful with who I follow as well because that will also mm. dictate how I feel. Okay, so um, yeah, that, that's a big, big important one is the online space. I see people like following hundreds of people or thousands of people and it's like, your brain must be mashed by all these opinions and stuff. You must know, you mustn't know what to think because you have all these conflicting mm. It's like, yeah, got to order that stuff online as well of, of who you're seeing because mm. yeah, you can definitely, you can, you can start friendships online um, but it's only by making those actions. So make sure that you, I think less is more approach because you get to let somebody mm. more and uh, that's definitely a good thing out of social media. Social media gets a lot of hate, but I think it's a, it's how we govern it, right? And people don't yeah. know how to govern it. And if you know how to govern it and you can use it to your advantage or to get great friendships, mm. even better, more power to you. Nice. Um, what, what kind of, uh, do you have any book recommendations? Which kind of books, man? There's a ton of books out there. Yeah. Uh, so in terms of maybe people who want to start their life improvement journey or something like that, what what kind of books would you point them to? I would I would start with like the the, uh, the main tenants. So nutrition, um, mm. sleep book, uh, maybe a mindset book or like how your mind works or... Um, so let's let's start with nutrition. The one that really made me see nutrition differently, rather than just macronutrients or fats, carbs, protein, and if it fits your macros, bro, was a book called um, "The Ultra Mind Solution" by Mark Hyman. Now, there okay. is a, maybe some people said, "Oh, he's he's a pseudoscientist," but I still listened to it and I still read it because I wanted to see what he had to say, <clears throat> and there was mm. logic to it for me. And some of the, the studies he was citing and stuff and it made sense and I tried it myself and I noticed um, uh, pretty much a direct improvement in my, in my mm. quality of mood, my cognition, just by looking more deeply into nutrition of micronutrients, how it affects your gut microbiome, how that affects your thoughts, your brain fog, your focus, mm. um, and picking the highest um, organic quality of food, not just because necessarily organic is more nutrition, nutritionally dense, it's not necessarily the case, but more because of what you're not eating. You're not eating as much as the pesticides, mm. as much as um, the, the, the stuff that they spray the food with, right? The preservatives. So that was a really good book. And I mean, you can pick any nutrition book really when it comes mm. to more of a start reading subjects on that. Start reading subjects that encourage you to look at things a holistic approach and not just mm. like, oh, this is the root, this is the cause. Or when mm. in reality, they're just looking at the symptom. So like, I think uh, I would say a lot of uh, Western uh, medicine just tends to look at the symptom and gives it a pill mm. to reduce the symptom. But like, no, but like, why are you nutrient deficient in this? Or, yeah. or why do you have depression actually? Like, is there something misaligned as that's causing your brain to send off a signal to be like, we're not happy like this until you change it. Mm. So you can put a bandaid over it through um, pharmaceuticals. I'm not inherently against pharmaceuticals. I just think they're massively overly subscribed uh, or mm. prescribed. Um, and I think you need to look at a deeper rooted level in terms of holistic approach. Obviously doctors are going to have a hard time with that because they only have on average like seven to 15 minutes per patient. But yeah. that's the answer. Like that's the solution long term. It's like, look, man, you need to go and do your due diligence on your own health here and look mm. more deeply into holistic approach. Um, mm. So I would say start with, start with nutrition for sure. That book was a great one. Mm. Uh, in terms of mindset, I think one for me was, was really good was, I think it was called Designing the Mind by Ryan Bush, which basically just okay. tells you that you can 
change the changing the input for the output so you can mm. manipulate your environment so that you can start thinking or behaving a certain way right that's the, that's a nutshell mm. of it um that was a really good book um i think also i mean it's a cliche book but uh, i think it was great for the, the mindset of like you know you have it so good man and never be a victim like never catch yourself complaining is um victor frankl's man search for meaning i don't know if you've heard mm. that that's a good one to go back to like we're so privileged i've read that so many times <laughs> hey? i've read that so many times well, there we go man like it's, it's a great yeah. book hey so um i do there's there's so many books i could go on to and to be honest like yeah my 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 collection of books isn't with me at the moment so i can't really say off the top of my head no, but that's a good. lot of stoicism really helped stoicism really mm. like that was such a good cornerstone for me uh when i learned about it mm. like three years ago four years and i just kind of went full autistic mode and learned mm. everything about <laughs> stoicism and like watched the lectures online and took mm. down notes and it was just so useful for me really resonated mm. with, with how i was going about life and instead of being a victim so stoicism is, is get loads of books on that marcus aurelius meditations mm. is obviously a classic um how mm. to think like a roman em emperor is a really good one mm. i don't remember who wrote that but stoicism is good um yeah i think i think start by have you ever read the book four thousand weeks by oliver berkman i have not no right i think you'll really like that what's it about um so it's kind of so on average four thousand weeks is the lifetime of a human being oh nice um and he talks about it from a perspective of like nothing really matters. And like you said that point earlier about is there's this something quite um humbling in the fact that nothing really matters. Yeah. Um but yeah, so there's he's is a self proclaimed productivity geek, so he would do all the tactics and all the tools and stuff. And he's kind of like totally wiped that and taken it from a you do what you want to do and ultimately it, yeah it, time is going to fill to that void yeah. um one thing he does mention is the cosmic insignificance theory and that's how if you you can like basically get back to henry the eighth by about eight generations so it's not that long ago if you know what i mean yeah. like everyone thinks oh that's so long ago but then if you like think about it um it's really not and it. yeah um, Tim Ferriss put it on his podcast, so I, you, you might have heard it through there. Mm. That that sort of um, thing, but it's a really good audiobook to listen to as well. So I'll add it. Highly recommend you. that one for sure. Mm. Um. So yeah, talk to me a little bit about Goldilocks and what that does. That's Goldilocks is basically it started out as just Alex Demerel coaching um, about two mm. years ago, and until like the past year, <clears throat> we've really niche down into i think is a real growing problem um amongst high performers people who want to you know mm. <clears throat> live at the best at peak performance or business owners entrepreneurs whatever you want to call them um we call them mm -hmm. high performers at the moment um there's a real real problem with managing your health whilst also trying to pursue your goals whether, that, whether that's mm. career like people often have to trade the health for the wealth and then you have to spend that wealth on your health later so you want to break that cycle <laughs> right so that's how it started with the, why we call it the Goldilocks method was because <clears throat> we were finding with my clients, my approach, I will never take, I don't believe in extremes. I don't believe in cutting yeah. out entire food groups. I don't believe in living as a carnivore solely or ketogenic diets unless you have an autoimmune disease. It's not realistic, realistic. It's not maintainable. You're not going to have a social life. 
I've now I've done mm. every single diet there is. I've done them. All. <laughs> I've done three day fast. I've done I've done everything. And what mm. I learned through all of it is that it's it's moderation in everything, and they're all tools mm. to be used. So no, and I think this is why people people like human beings love simplicity and like they understand things simply mm. binary. Like oh, this is the best diet, and this is the way to dress, and this is the way to yeah. behave. But with nutrition, because everybody has different backgrounds and mm. genetics, like there are. Of course, there are parameters and guidelines, right? You know, don't go and eat mm. McDonald's every day. That's obviously not going to be good. <laughs> but I don't think there's one answer that fits all. Certain people will react differently mm. to certain foods. And your gut health, we now know, is a, plays a huge, huge role in how you, you feel and, and look and perform. So you mm. can't just give a template to be like, eat these certain pre, pre and probiotic yeah. foods. Because certain people like nightshade vegetables, like tomatoes, they don't, they don't agree with them, right? So... It's mm. difficult to just give a, a template answer. So, um, yeah, where was I going with that? Uh, in terms of nutrition, um, I've lost it. I can't remember. <laughs> I can't remember. I've got brain fog. Um, so we spoke speaking about nutrition. And so, yeah, you were talking about Goldilocks. And yeah, now, yeah, yeah there you it go. doesn't there sort of go. fit with one person. Yeah, we'll bring it back around now. There we go. It's getting <laughs> convoluted. So, yeah. yeah, with nutrition, we, we don't believe in that approach. Like, for me, that's not what worked. What worked was mm. um, practicing moderation and, and following certain guidelines mm. that weren't too extreme because I still wanted to go out. I still wanted to have a you know, pizza every now and again, but I also wanted to be able to form up the best where, where, where mm. necessary, you know. Because you don't need to be at peak performance all the time. I think that's a misconception because why do you need to be at peak performance if you're taking the weekend off or if you're with the kids, mm. like, right? It should be a tool. And, and, and also, like, if you're constantly at peak performance, you have no reference point because this, mm. this is your new baseline. So it doesn't make sense. <laughs> like, you need to come down a little bit. So mm. the reason we used Goldilocks was because we found that it's it's a nice happy medium like the goldilocks zone if you look at uh, into astronomy is like where life mm. can take place it's not too hot it's not too cold and mm. um that was the case for us with our clients like they, everything was just right you were in the zone your sleep was on point um you're eating the right foods but it wasn't too extreme it was all right mm. in the right zone and we found that when you get into that zone everything mm. flourishes like your work is good your energy levels are mm. good you're happier so that's the approach that we take is we get people or high performers or business owners. We find that we help them find their zone and, and mm. help them use that zone for where, where they, where they want to. Right. So that's why we, we call it Goldilocks and that's where we're, we're taking mm. it as well as um, we want to help people find their zone because people think that it's a supplement or some kind of special routine or regime. It's not, yeah. it's about mastering the basics. So we have a, a Goldilocks mm. method of sleep, nutrition, uh, body, mind, and then work or you could call that productivity. Okay. And then you have to mm. do it in that chronological order because otherwise, like we said at the start of this conversation, if your sleep's mm. not on point, there's no point going through the work section because you're, you're sleep deprived yeah. and you're not making those good decisions. So that's mm. the, the Goldilocks method. Um, and that's why we, we call it Goldilocks is because it's about finding your zone. Cool. Okay. Um, in terms of, I tried doing a, I got a, a coach. Uh, he was definitely into bodybuilding. and I don't think that's my kind of style. Yeah. And it was like very chicken and rice and broccoli and all that kind of stuff. Um, whereas I like the, I like fasting in the morning. Yeah. I like the feel that it gives me. I like the mental clarity that it gives me. Um, but I'm kind of in like two, I, I don't know if you can help with this. You might not be able to, but in terms of like 
Is it possible to still fast and bodybuild? Yes. Okay. Yes, absolutely. Is it optimal? Probably not. Does it have to no. be optimal? Are you going to be the next Ronnie Coleman on the Olympia stage? No. no. <laughs> right. so I think this is where people are like, they throw out the baby with the bathwater and they're like, ah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. No, if it has utility. I can't do this, you, so then, yeah. Right? You know, you, you don't mm. need to get that that extra 1% gain. Like, So mm. it, I think absolutely you can still fast, but it's, you've got to ask yourself, mm. like, why are you fasting? Some people, like yourself, like it for the focus because it releases epinephrine, mm. adrenaline, cortisol, which is great. It helps mm. you focus and zone in. Mm. But again, some people use it for supposed increased fat loss. I don't believe the literature. Mm points towards that at all i actually find that and for myself i used to be a huge advocate of fasting and even intermittent fasting but i found mm. that your food focus is higher your mm. um blood sugar tends to be a bit more of a roller coaster because you tend to break your fast mm. with a very very big meal yes your insulin response is improved but often you'll find that i for me i found for me personally and some of the clients who work with anecdotally it's difficult to manage your appetite later in the day. It can be if you fast for quite long, you're mm. quite stressed. So fasting is, is a stress on the body. It's called hormetic stress, which is great in dosage. <clears throat> but mm. if you're already stressed in a stressful job, if you're sleep deprived, that's another stressor. If you're having caffeine, that's mm. another stressor. Then you're going to run into issues of being able to regulate your HRV, um, mm. heart rate variability, which basically is a great indicator of your overall health and your capacity mm -hmm. to cope with stress. So it might not be the wisest idea to, to be always you know, routinely doing um, fasting. What I personally like to do, mm. I use everything like a tool. Everything's a tool to me. So fasting mm. is a tool. So some days I'll fast, some days I won't. And I will literally just mm. do it when I feel like it. So if I'm starving when I wake up, I'm not going to push mm. my body through that stress because I'll just be food focused. I actually no. can't think as clear because I'm like, oh, I can't wait for that breakfast. Whereas it's like, there's some days where for whatever reason, maybe I had a bit more food than yesterday. Maybe I'm not stressed. Mm. Maybe whatever it is, I'm just not hungry in the morning. And I'm going to listen mm. to my body. I think people have lost, they're not very in touch with the body and they don't listen to mm. it. And it's like, you don't, you know, you don't need to always next say, for example, you don't necessarily need a physio to know that you have an injured shoulder. Yes. A physio can mm. help you rehab it, but listen to your body. Like pain is there to protect you. So, you know, if mm. you're doing something that's uncomfortable, like stop doing it. Same with, mm. I would say in this instance, um, with, with fasting, like if it's really uncomfortable for you and it's starting to stress you out, but you're like, oh, mm. but the, the fasting zealot said that it's got all these amazing benefits of autophagy and yeah, yeah, yeah. aging. It's like, but is it worth it? And actually, if you look at the data, mm. I'm not too convinced on that because um, you, no. you you have to fast anyway. If you're sleeping eight hours, mm. you have to fast. So you're going to get mm. those benefits eventually. Um, so I, I'm not too convinced. I think it's more of a tool to be used. If you're using it for these other supposed benefits, I think be wary and, and don't beat yourself mm. up. Because I, I remember when I used to fast and I, I couldn't make it till midday, I used to beat myself up a little bit and then yeah. maybe like binge yeah. a little bit or like just feel a bit yeah, yeah, yeah. like, oh, I don't have the, the willpower, which is obviously counterintuitive to the whole point of doing the fasting, mm. which is the health benefits, the focus. So tool to be used, um, I would I would mm. suggest with your fasting, man. And, and yeah, you don't have to do it. Like if, if you want to, don't, don't don't see that as like an excuse not to go to the gym. Like, oh, well, I'm, mm. I'm not going to be optimal. It's like it's probably like so so marginal. Mm. So so in terms of um like gaining muscle mass and stuff like that, is is it still possible to do intermittent fasting where you don't eat until absolutely. say I don't know eleven or twelve? Yeah, ab yeah. absolutely. Um, so gaining muscle is not necessarily a case of consistently providing amino acids um, no. every so hour with food it's a case of a caloric surplus with adequate protein right 
So mm. some people do the OMAD diet and I've done that, the one meal a day diet. So you just have one meal and you can build muscle, right? Mm. Um, again, but you might run into gastrointestinal stress issues um, mm. or just not being able to get enough calories in, right? So the biggest dictator that's going to decide whether you build muscle is more so your calories and your protein intake and obviously sufficient stimuli with your training, right? Um, I'm also a firm believer actually now that it's probably not as important as we thought it was in terms of calorie surplus to gain muscle. Um, I think if you're, it depends, okay. like if you're, if you're very novel to training, right. Mm. Um, you're going to build muscle even at a deficit. If you train something, yeah. if you train your neck, for example, which not many people do, mm. but I think more people <laughs> should do actually with sedentary jobs and myself, I've started training my neck now. Cause I'm like, I've worked quite long hours behind the desk doing consultations and stuff. Um, I need to strengthen up my neck so it doesn't get too tight and you know, a strong neck, mm. a healthy neck, same with any muscle. A strong back is a healthy back. Yeah. Um, so I think, I think it's really, really important to be, to be training, to be training that. And uh, what I was saying with that is I'm at a calorie deficit at the moment, for example, and my neck's increasing yeah. in size. But mm. now based off apparently the literature, you can't build muscle because it says, you know, it's, it's, mm. it needs to be a, a net. A net. Eating it. <laughs> right? so it's like, yeah. it, it depends. It's case by case almost. And there's, it's not binary. Mm. It's a gray area. Um, so I think it depends on the person. If you're novel to training or it, it's not black and white, it's not like if you're in a calorie mm. deficit or if you're fasting, you cannot gain categorically gain muscle. It really depends. And as long as your protein's on point, calories are on point mm. and they're not, you know, you're at a surplus or at least around maintenance mm. um, and you're adequately training. I think training is really mm. like the biggest contributing factor as to whether you're going to gain that muscle or not, because if you're not mm. training adequately enough in terms of intensity and volume, um, the body has no reason mm. to adapt doesn't see anything no. as a potential uh reason to adapt in terms of the stimuli mm. so i wouldn't get caught up on that man i think that's my new again i think hit your protein okay. hit calories hit your training sessions completely mm. uh consistently for like six to eight months um, yeah you'll gain muscle i mean yeah it just mm -hmm. it doesn't yeah i don't think fasting is going to be a detriment no uh that was a totally selfish question hopefully someone else um yeah i'm sure i'm sure they will because yeah i think a lot of people do like the fasting but I they think, i think people get caught up with minutia man like that's another thing I yeah because i started out in fitness people yeah. get caught up in the details and i i did as well like you just i don't know mm. why i just want to like learn everything and be like oh what about this mm. factor but the more you learn the more and you, you watch learn. like one video and stuff don't you and you're like oh yeah maybe i should do it this way yeah I like, not I, really I, looking at the other side yeah i did a, <laughs> i did ketogenic diets for a while believing that that might be a good way to, did you? to reduce it does reduce inflammation but it's not mm. sustainable long term. Like you, it's just not no. realistic, dude. Um, your energy levels are like if if you come out of ketosis, then it takes a while to get back into mm. ketogenic state. It's just it's just not worth it. Um, but yeah, that's the one thing I've learned is people overcomplicate this stuff. The fasting, the ketogenic mm. diets, um, supplements, uh, best mm. time to eat, post workout meal. What's the best pre workout meal? What's the how much, should I load creatine? Like should I like yeah keep it simple like uh, uh i mm. think it's, is it ockens razor like the, the simplest answer is often the right one um mm. and then i think that's something you should keep in mind with this stuff because mm -hmm. um ultimately consistency will always prevail if you're doing things even at, yeah. even at an average rate if you're doing it consistently mm. you're going to beat the guy who's optimal but is on, is inconsistent because of other factors mm. right so just do something like the 80 20 rule like you know 20 percent mm. of the efforts 80 percent of the results so don't get caught mm. up on minutia, man, because it's draining. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so in terms of uh, your energy levels and your um, 
kind of on a daily basis do you track that as in calories uh no more more from a kind of subjective feeling of i feel yeah like i know you said about the data of the aura ring and stuff yeah. and you say like i slept whatever percent yeah. um do you track your sort of days in terms of how you feel um and how it kind of led to the results and stuff um i i used to quite uh rigorously habit track and also that included mm. mood um and what we also do for our, our clients we, we get our clients to track the mood energy cognition so we can reflect mm. on that and look at patterns and obviously you have the aura ring so you hrv all that stuff mm. sleep quality um i mean for me i i don't really track it in terms of uh quantitative data i think no I think I'd rather just go by in terms of, is my sleep on point? Fantastic. Mm. Um, if my sleep is on point, um, it depends what you mean by mood. Like if, if I'm not feeling very good about doing the work or something, or if I'm not being very, very motivated or happy, I try not to mm. let my emotions di dictate what is going to happen throughout the day. If my sleep is ultimately on point, the work mm. is going to be getting done. If my HRV is up and my, I know I'm, I'm, mm. not, I'm not ill or anything, I'm going to mm. be, it's not going to, I don't, I try not to let anything, anything else dictate how my day is going to go mm. like in terms of my moods i think some people can be like oh, mm. i'm just not feeling good today mm. but then that can then that can give you the excuse like your, your kind of monkey mind wants to be like yeah take the day off and you know you don't you're feeling yeah good. don't like, go to the gym don't do yeah, that so it's it. like yeah. for me i don't really want to track it too much because <clears throat> that's your your emotional mind and mm. your emotion isn't the same as your physiology uh, physiology um so if i've got good sleep my hrv is up i don't really track it too much i mean obviously i will keep a mental log like do i feel good today if not i'll journal but i don't, I don't mm. keep track of that stuff because i think again that's minutiae and like it's not mm. realistic to keep track of that every day whereas aura ring mm. is like it's it's always tracking for me i just have to whack up the app mm. like, oh yeah 91 mm. sleep score boom let's smash it um mm. or you know that would give me a, an insight as to what maybe why i'm not feeling good but i'll never i'll never mm. keep track of my mood really that per se because mood can no. fluctuate depending on Mm. whatever the so many variables right so i rather rely on hard metrics like sleep to be like mm. is today going to be a good day or like how should i take mm. today uh so what if you have a bad night's sleep and you've checked it in the morning how do you kind of flip the switch yeah so that's inevitable right that's going to happen um often happens when say we have clients who are traveling and jet lag like that's the most common one mm. um so there's a few things you can do um the most typical advice you can give is like try for a power nap later in the day if you don't mm -hmm. manage to get that sleep that can really help um, offset the adverse effects mm -hmm. now in and of itself with a power nap is quite difficult because i don't know if you've ever taken a power nap and then you've overslept like five hours and it's 9 p.m mm. and i'm like, gonna get to sleep so the way you want to re uh, remove that uh, potential is by uh, setting a timer uh, for about 30 minutes so you want to sleep around either 20 mm. minutes or 90 minutes mm. to complete a sleep cycle if you wake up mid sleep cycle, you'll feel groggy and often worse. Obviously you don't mm. want to sleep too much so that, you know, you are basically not able to get to sleep later on. So that's the way you mm. want to run a, want to run a power nap is 20 to 90 minutes, um, mm. in those intervals. Um, the other factors to, 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 to include in terms of if you're sleep deprived, okay. Mm. I mean, the first solution is obviously don't try not to be sleep deprived as much as you can, man. I like, don't use this because sometimes people can think, oh, I'll just power nap. I'll just power nap because Alex mm. said I can power nap. I can make up that. And then they'll just run with that every time. And it's like, you really want to make it non-negotiable. But sometimes there's variables out you control, like jet lag, traveling. Mm. 
Um, so the other way is is to uh, if you when you do wake up, stick to your following mm. routine of cortisol. So light in the morning again is going to help mm. um, keep you alert. Um, and then other than that, like the, the, like once once the damage is that it's kind of there, right? So mm. it's not about oh, I can I can reduce it, which is why I'm so so like vehemently um, mm. for sleep is because um, some people think like the sleep debt might have heard of sleep debt or you can catch up mm. on the weekends but it's like once the, the toxic protein in, 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 your, in your brain builds up the beta amyloids like once that's mm. done its thing um, it's, it's not really reversible um, and we know that's no. been associated with Alzheimer's later in life so it's it's just not worth like trying to think oh maybe I can if I've had a bad night's sleep the best thing you can do is go for mm. a power nap man to be honest um, and then obviously stick to your usual get your sunlight sunlight avoid mm. melatonin in the evenings to get a great night's mm. sleep uh the next night that's what i'd recommend do do you find that if you do sleep badly that it affects your work following um me personally yes um yeah if i've had bad night's sleep i really like i i notice it straight away as soon as i've woken up like my eyes Mm. stinging like a lot more than usual i really struggle to get out of bed i'm not as energetic um I'm very like it takes a while for me to wake up, and and there's a theory that that that's just sleep inertia, but there's days mm. where I've had like great great sleep scores, and I want to be clear here as well, like these sleep scores as well, like people say, oh it's not accurate or ring, and nothing's accurate. Um, it's a damn sight better than having nothing, <laughs> right? Um, mm. It gives you some rough estimation. So, that, um, I would say when I've had those high sleep scores is there's a clear distinction between that and getting like maybe a 60 or 70 because of unforeseen circumstances or I stayed up mm. like two hours later because it was a one occasion. And if, and if that, if that was the case, um, that's fine. Like don't beat yourself up. Sometimes like, mm. like Christmas just happened and I was like, look, I'm not even going to sweat about having wine in the evening and it affecting my 91 mm. sleep score. And I, <laughs> now I can't post it on Instagram. And it's like, <laughs> it's just like, you know, that is life. Sometimes life happens. And like I mm. said, the Goldilocks were not about being, locked in every fucking day like some people do and mm. it's just a bit like it's not a life dude um and i think one thing i found as well a bit of a segue here but um especially being in a relationship is you can't you can't be as, as extreme with these approaches mm. you've got another person to think about so i mean yeah i mean that's why i would suggest with the sleep is just not to skimp on it in the first place no okay um do you think there's anything that we've missed in terms of uh, improvement in people's lives or or anything that people can do oh dude there's a ton you... like there's so much <laughs> that's why i do that maybe we'll have to do a, a... yeah yeah maybe we'll have to do another episode yeah. after <laughs> um i think that, okay i'll try and concise it for you uh, i think which is the goldilocks method i think the sleep first and foremost best mm. new sleep man like get an aura ring get an apple watch get a whoop band whatever it is and really start to try and improve your sleep score um, mm. that will lay the foundations for everything else if you've been wanting to get that job promotion if you've been wanting to make I don't know that commitment to start doing that side project sleep is going to give you the fuel creativity and motivation to do so um, and people like, I, if you, so many people say to me oh I sleep good though like, like I said at the start of this conversation they self-report but <laughs> not until you've got a ring or like, you know some kind of decently accurate tracker not just an app mm. like a sleep cycle app which measures your breathing it's not accurate enough um, you need that on, on the skin sensor not until you've done something like that can you tell me that you're sleeping good and then we can actually move on to the next mm. point the next point is definitely your nutrition so look at nutrition in terms of gut health 
stop just looking mm. at it as protein, carbs, and fats. And like, this is sufficient. I have a few vegetables. Keep a food log of how is this food making me feel? Do I feel gassy mm. after eating certain dairy products? Okay, maybe we need to look at the quality of dairy that we're eating. Um, mm. Maybe we need to go and take a gut health test. Maybe we need to go and take a gluten intolerance test or um, lactose intolerance, whatever the case, right? You need to do that, that, that research and make that investment to your health um, because it will lay every, you know, you don't want to be causing leaky gut or another mm. type of IBS, right? Um, you, need to, you need to be spending time to research this because it'll, it'll dictate your life later on if you don't do so. Next factor is, is um, your body, of course. So that's pretty mm. self-explanatory, but you know, going to the gym consistently, you're not just weight training to get muscle. Weight training has <laughs> a ton of like a plethora of benefits outside of just gaining muscle mm. in terms of cognition as well. Um, so other types of, of training could be hormetic uh, stress training. So sauna, cold plunges, that's really good mm. for focus. That's, you know, we know that dopamine is jacked up like 2.5%, uh, 2.2 and a half times uh, several hours after having a cold plunge, like doing stuff like that for your body. Uh, mm. Then you move on to the mind. So now let's get your mind in check. So like, let's eradicate phone addiction by installing certain apps. Let's, let's set up parameters that you can actually think clearly. Let's remove that brain mm. fog with hope, hopefully we've done through solid sleep and nutrition. Um, and let's give you a system so that your mind can operate with like using a to-do list or an ocean, right? Mm. Then once you've moved on to that, then you can look at your productivity or your work. Don't get caught up on minutia. Mm. Don't look at like what's the best apps and stuff. Just find a productivity mm. system that allows you to get from A to B in the shortest amount of time, right? So mm. for me, like I said, I have a YouTube video on that, but you use the GTD method. I use that. I think it's mm. the most simple and I like the simple things the best. So yeah, that's going to be like the cherry on top, but it's only the cherry on top once sleep is solid, right? And all those things we've spoken about. Mm. So that's where I would start is that the five-phase system uh, or the golden mm. that we use. That's the best thing you can do to start improving your life. It all starts with sleep, mm. but um, yeah, health optimization is just like I think it's the new cool thing on, on the street. Like it's what the cool kids are going to mm. be doing. It used to be quite geeky and you know dorky to wear like mm. red light glasses and and to be prioritizing your sleep. And it's like oh, I'll rest when I'm dead and hustle culture. And we're we're, we're really still in Gary still see it now. And yeah, <laughs> like some big pages on Instagram are like still kind of shouting about how like I mean he corrected himself, but he was like obsession sleep is the enemy of obsession um mm. and i think i knew what he meant but a lot of people took that like you don't need it's already badly encouraged like not to skip be skipping on sleep and mm. um, you just don't need that it's like I, I think i corrected in the comments and i was like um sleep is uh obsession's greatest ally like it helps mm. you be obsessed right so you need to put that spin on it yeah yeah so yeah that's that's where i would start man cool um yeah, I think we're going to end it here, if that's okay. No, I want to say thank you so much for being on. Yeah, It's fine. Um, if people want to find out more, where can they go? Uh, the main place is, I guess what we do, is goldilocks.zone. Um, but what I'm, I'm most active on is Instagram and, and currently YouTube. So Alex Demerol mm -hmm. on both platforms and uh, find it out. Yeah, and it'll be linked below if you want to go and check it out. Um, yeah, thank you so much for being on. Pleasure, man. It's been an awesome chat.